everybody, it's Jason Agnew, and you are listening to the Atomic Podcast. Hopefully my appearance does not bomb. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Delavan, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today in the quarantine edition of the show, the man, the myth, the legend. He is from formerly of live audio wrestling and now Sunday night's main event and plenty of other shows. Mr. Jason Canadian Agnew. Jason, what's going on, brother? Canadian is this like a delicacy that you're having on the air a rarity well actually I had one other Canadian which is a um she's a Fangoria horror person but you're just my second Canadian so oh boy. <laughs> I love Canada do? do I have a lot to live up to um well you're not a, I don't are you a horror aficionado or not I'm not a horror aficionado I mean unless you talk about horror ball wrestling because you know I do cover that <laughs> It's all pretty garbage right now. Yeah, it's all relative. It's all relative, man. <laughs> I guess. Um, before I we get into topics, man, tell the people about yourself because I know about you and a lot of people know about you. But I don't know if you actually talk about yourself to other people like that. But just give a little synopsis of what Angry Agnew, Mr. Jason Agnew, is all about. Oh, I think Angry Agnew. I mean, that that persona comes out here and there, but it's not necessarily the case for everything that I do. That's just when wrestling fans get maybe dum dums on the air. And I gotta <laughs> hang up on them. Uh, yeah. So uh, you mentioned off the top, I used to host a show called Live Audio Wrestling. It ran for about ooh twenty years, uh, and then I flipped on over once uh, the parent company dumped that on out, and now I do a show called Sunday Night's Main Event, which runs on a TSN Radio here in Canada. But along with that, uh, for the American Americans out there. I was the host of Splat-A-Lot on Nickelodeon, uh, which was essentially a kid's version of Wipeout. Uh, and now I am doing a national overnight radio show uh, across uh, the iHeartRadio Canada Talk Network called The Late Shift, where I cover, um, well, we've gotten away from the pandemic, which is nice. So it's just kind of like, you know, the overnight show that keeps you company, strange interviews, etc. Mm. How is it getting up at that time of the day? Your body's already functioned to that, right? Well, it's not a matter of getting up at that time. It's staying up till that time. <laughs> uh, it's uh, It took a bit of an adjustment. Like, I do it four days a week, and then I do a morning show uh, one day a week. So it's a really weird turnaround for me. But I'm on the air from midnight till four. Honestly, it's not that bad. If, if the show had gone till, like, six in the morning, it would be brutal because it ruins the rest of your day. But, I mean, I'm in bed and asleep by 4.30 because I got a short commute. Uh, and then I'm up at, like, you know, 10.30, 11 type of deal. So I still have the majority of the day that, you know, to interact like a normal human being. <laughs> was your, um, How did you get involved in broadcasting? Was it something you always was interested in? And how did that come about? Well, yeah, in the, um, you know, the very uh, early times of my life, uh, I did end up going to school for it. I went to radio and television arts at Ryerson, uh, wanted to do broadcasting and managed to, you know, keep one foot in television and one foot in radio and just kept plugging along for the last couple decades. And um, how did you get plugged into live audio wrestling and wrestling per se, where people mostly know you from? Uh, I don't 
know if they mostly know me. You might because you are a fan. A lot of people just disregard wrestling. I mean, it's opened a lot of doors for me in yeah. my career and was my first avenue into broadcasting. But since then, it's uh, expanded a little. Uh, with uh, wrestling, I, I was a fan when I was a kid. Then I got to be a fan once again, kind of, you know, in the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. uh, the late 90s. Uh, and I was in school for radio and television at the time. I was listening to a show called Live Audio Wrestling, the one that I ended up hosting for years. Wow. I just sent an email saying, hey, guys, I'm a student. Can I volunteer for you? And they said, yes, we're happy to have free labor. <laughs> uh, and that went from cutting their interviews to being their technical operator to sliding into the co-host chair to sliding into the primary host chair. Uh, and the host chair, I probably sat there for about, oh, I don't know, 12, 15 years, something like that. Yeah. And your main crew working for all those years in live audio wrestling was John Pollock, Waiting, and um, Dan Levransky, right? Those were the original core group when you started working? The original core, original creator and founder was Jeff Merrick. Oh, okay. Uh, he is the one that we uh, that created the show. Uh, and then Mouth started one month before me, and then the other guys came along there afterwards. Oh, and that was, you guys were like a cohesive unit all the time, putting in show after show after show, overtime and overtime. Um, is, is it still that same type of atmosphere with your new crew? Yeah, my new crew is great. I love these guys. Uh, it's all come about in the past couple of years, and um, we have a nice time. Yeah, and you get to cover a lot of shows. I know right now everything has changed with the, the pandemic, coronavirus. Um, is, is It affected everything globally. It affected sporting events, NASCAR, golf, wrestling. You know, how have... You know, you you already said a little about it, how you're not really a fan of everything that's going on. But um, do you think the way it is now, the change, um, has it been made for the worse now or for the better? Or what's your take on that? Um, well, the interesting thing with pro wrestling is it was the one aspect of sport that that never stopped. Um, whereas everything else did, all other sports, even UFC stopped for a couple weeks. Uh, it's it's definitely a struggle because it's not just a sport. It's yeah. sports plus entertainment, and a lot of it relies on the reaction of the crowd. Uh, well, those crowds don't exist anymore uh, for it. So it's a struggle. It, 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 you know, some companies are better than others. AEW has made some great adjustments. WWE has had a really hard time. I think a lot of people would argue that they should have just shut down for a while. I would have been one of those people uh, that would have argued that because it is a it is a tough go. Um, so it's it's uh, honestly it's a struggle to watch right now because the programming isn't all that great. It's missing a huge aspect of it. I actually think sports will play better to uh, you know no audience no fans than wrestling does because it's like watching a scrimmage I mean when you if you're a hockey fan and you watch international hockey during the Olympics some of those early games in the morning don't have a huge crowd the game is still effective I think that uh, there's baseball going on right now in Korea uh, where there is no fans in the stands and I think the strategy and competition of baseball makes it a little bit more palatable uh, without an audience wrestling is a tough go a really tough go. Yeah. Um, do you think from Raw, SmackDown, NXT is all this is all the same, or is one a little bit better than the other, production wise, or is the same thing to you? 
Well, they're all existing in the same venue, so what you're looking at is really talking about the booking of those three. NXT's booking and storylines is a slight bit better, but you really have to go outside the company to speak of something that's doing a better job during the pandemic, and that is AEW is doing a slightly better job, but you're just fighting against the, the medium that you're in, right? You're fighting against what you're trying to put out, and that is wrestling, which is very crowd dependent. True. Um, you also talk with a lot of personalities, actors, wrestlers, wise. Um, who's been your favorite interview so far in your life? Talking with a wrestler. In my life? My favorite interview? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've done so many. I don't know if I have a particular favorite that you had to prime me up for that I mean you know a few weeks ago I talked to the big show that was neat because he's now doing uh, he's doing a show called the big show show on Netflix so it was fun to talk to him you know about wrestling and how it's transferred over his skills from wrestling have transferred over to working in a sitcom and again we talked about playing to an audience because he did that show in front of a live crowd and he had to relearn how to how to work in front of a live sitcom crowd versus how you're working in a ring to a wrestling crowd so i you know i I like talking about those transferable skills and what you can take out of wrestling to to work in other aspects of life because you know there's more to life than wrestling i mean i would say right now you know 75 to 86 percent of my career at the moment is outside of wrestling i just happen to do a little sunday night show which is fun to do and it's an excuse to talk to my pals um and you know do do radio shows and and podcasts and stuff and the the fan base is very hardcore and passionate uh sometimes to a fault um but um there's a lot of other things in the world yeah. Also, you do host uh, um, the what is it? Two strikes comedy show, right? In um, in Toronto, right? Yeah, but I mean that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, for now, right? It's at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, for now, though, because I think everything, even where I'm at in Wisconsin, everything is slowly starting to open up again. New York is still kind of closed down, but how is it in Canada? Is at, at, like is everything starting to open little by little or whatnot, or is still the same? Yeah, little by little, like, parks have just uh, opened, as in, like, you know, you're not going to get a ticket if you go through a park now. Um, So just little by little, we've seen different shops open, uh, but I don't even think department stores are open as of yet. Just get prepared, everyone, for a whole bunch of lines, because everywhere there is going to be a line for anything that you want. To do. There's still no barber shops or uh, many or pedicure shops open though, because obviously there's a lot of personal contact with those, and that hasn't happened as of yet. That's probably stage two, and I think we're in stage one of the reopening process. Oh, are the bars open now? There, curious. Over here, they're already opening up. No. No, no bars, no bars, just takeout for everywhere. And they can actually uh, put booze out for takeout as well in an effort <laughs> to help them stay in business. Oh man. Um. In, in, in your personal life, how has coronavirus, the pandemic, affected you? I'm doing an 
overnight radio show, so that's pretty neat. <laughs> uh, it was something that uh, something that came about because you know you look at how everyone's life has changed and how everyone has uh, you know, a lot of their schedules are, are flip flopped upside down, and that was seen here by the company I work for, Bell Media, as well. You know what? We should be there to support our listeners around the clock. So mm-hmm. with a, a voice that people already know, that happens to be the voice you're listening to now. So they offered me an overnight show, uh, and it's 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 neat. I mean, it, it doesn't just run in Toronto. It actually runs across the country. So I get to connect with people all over the country uh, and see how they're dealing and listen to how they're dealing with, you know, the pandemic, how it's affected them. So for me, I mean, I'm very grateful. I'm very fortunate that if anything, it's actually brought upon more work for me and it's uh it's a very very busy time for me which i know is is not the same as a lot of people so i'm just i'm just grateful to have the opportunity and hoping that it continues beyond the pandemic as well um what you have learned during the pandemic i learned how to use a a wall um clippers and had my girlfriend shave the back of my head and learn how to do my own haircut have you learned something during the pandemic I mean, I learned how to grow a mean beard. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, with me, I mean, for 20 years, I've been working in the world of television as well. So there's always been a certain expectation of a look that I would have to keep. And it's generally been clean shaven with glasses, kind of nerdy. Imagine Rick Moranis. That's kind of what I look like. <laughs> um, so now, though, um, I've been able to, to grow out the beard. As far as learning anything, I haven't had time. I mean, yeah. I just I haven't been sitting at home because every day I'm prepping for, you know, five out of seven days a week. I'm prepping for four hours of radio. One of those also happens to be a trivia show that involves six hours of writing. One of those happens to be a wrestling show, which involves seven hours of wrestling television to watch, then make notes and stuff. So it's just like I work every day. Um, it's been uh, it's 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 very busy. very very busy and i'm grateful for it don't get me wrong grateful but very busy so the radio is is what is what considered an essential employee you definitely are an essential employee correct yeah we uh radio hosts were always on the list of being essential employees i mean i also work for a news station um it goes across canada on all of the news talk stations here which i think we got like seven or eight of them in the fold uh and i work for news talk 1010 that is the flagship station so obviously you know when you're doing news that's an essential service so mm-hmm. i've always been considered an essential service uh and i actually most hosts broadcast from home uh, I still go into the studio. It's an overnight show. I'm in a room by myself. My producer, if you don't know radio, it's like Roz to Frazier, uh, yeah. is on the other side of the glass. So there's no social interaction aside from speaking through a microphone to each other. Uh, so it's pretty safe, and there's no one else there. And, you know, I could broadcast from my home, and, and doing this with you now, that's cool in the afternoon, but imagine, you know, I'm a bit of a loud talker. And imagine <laughs> doing this in a small home that I live in, and my lady friend lives with me so it you know wouldn't be great doing this from midnight till 4 a.m every night yeah speaking about your lady friend does she like the beard or the clean cut jason oh that's a great question so she likes like the um the scruff and a bit of a beard but uh just yesterday she referred to my beard as getting quote-unquote aggressive <laughs> uh, so I, I think she's over it 
Okay. Uh, I, I, I have told her I, I'm just growing it during the pandemic. We don't have an end date on the pandemic. So with that in mind, I don't have an end date on my beard. Yeah. Um. Do you moisturize your beard? What's your beard techniques? I have my beard techniques where I use like a, it's like a cold cream where it like lathers the beard down. And then I use like Tresemme for my conditioner for the beard. But everybody has their own beard thing unless you don't have one. Is there any beard tricks that you use? <laughs> I don't have any beard tricks because I'm so new to the game. I mean, I would look to you for your expertise. Like I said, I haven't been able to grow one like this. I, 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 I go with a scruff look uh, for a few shows I do, but, you know, what's scruff? You grow it out. For, for me, I grow very fast. So within a week, I've got a pretty mean scruff, a bit of a beard going on, and that's been like my max level, you know, maybe number one or number two on the shaver. And now it's I've been growing it out for two months, so I don't really know what to do uh, yeah. as far as beard moisturizing and anything like that goes. I'm a complete and utter mess at the moment. Oh, okay. You're a novice then in this. All right. Yeah, very much. All right. Just let it grow out and um, don't color your beard. If you have natural grays in there, just let it flow. Don't don't hide any grays if you have. I can see. you. Got, I'm staring at your picture right now. You got a little gray patch going on. <laughs> it looks very sophisticated. So yeah. Fooling people. I'm like a human Pepe Le Pew, so just I like to call myself oh, that. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got to spray a lot of cologne for that. Gotcha. <laughs> um, now with um, everything, well, it's still the pandemic is still going on. It affected the movie theater chains. It affected AMC. It affected um, production on films. It, it affected production on television. A lot of shows finished early because they couldn't get um, some of their shows out there. Walking Dead, they're still on post-production for their last episode. Um, do you see any... Like and like I know there's Canadian shows, but I'm I, I'm assuming it's the same thing like in Hollywood, right? Where if the whole production, because I know like um, Supergirl and Arrow, they're shot in Vancouver, so um, everything is pretty much shut down. Um, has has that affected your binge watching? Like, have you are up to date with your shows, and how do you feel about everything that's going on in Hollywood? Uh, well, right now, we're all in an okay spot as far as binge-watching goes because, um, you know, every, everything takes post-production. So there's going to come a big void in the industry uh, in about September, October, uh, because right now would have been when the shows uh, would have been shot for that time for the new seasons. So it's going to be a weird time in September, October when there are no new shows for yeah. networks to debut. Uh, at the moment, though, my binging is just fine. I just finished Dead to Me on Netflix. Ooh, it was that? fun. Yeah. Uh, it was suspenseful. It gave me a real nightmare one night. Uh, but it was <laughs> a, a fun series also. Uh, there is a show called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which brought me to tears in the finale. But it is a fun show. That's why it caught me off guard. So my binging... Um, A-okay on it. Oh, and Afterlife was one I just watched as well, which was not too bad. Oh, if I could recommend two shows for you to watch, I'm, I'm I don't know if you probably watched it already or not. Ozark and You. Those are two good shows. You definitely need to. Yeah, my out. lady friend watched both of those alone because she's a terrible human being. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, no, she she just she had started them before I got to them. So now what do I do, right? <laughs> Plus, I gotta watch all this wrestling every week. Wrestling is really both, uh, you know, keeping my life going and ruining it at the same time. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling, um, the um, Shad Gaspard recently passed away. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know what else I can say. It was a terrible, terrible scenario. I mean, the man saved his son and then, and then drowned. It's extremely unfortunate. On coming up to you know right around the same time as the 21st anniversary of Owen Hart's death, which is going to be on Saturday, and there's this you know Dark Side of the Ring profile that two days ago. So it's very a lot of a lot of a lot of sadness, a lot of terrible stories uh, in the world of pro wrestling. Is it at Randy Savage's anniversary too, or did that pass already? That was two days. Ago, oh, two days yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Yeah. Oh man. See, so it's it, it's crazy how you know because now it, it's just you know the media always twists. I, I haven't seen nothing negative yet, but it's like when a wrestler dies, it's always like, oh, is it steroids? Is it this? Is it that? But like no one really really reads the story on how it happened. So like a lot of the, like that really kind of pisses me off sometimes because when there's when there's a, a death of a wrestler, it's automatically assumed it has to do with steroids or something. You know. Um, yeah, I, 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 I suppose so. But I mean, you know, Shad Gaspar drowned and that yeah. was pretty much in all the headlines. So I think, I think everyone knew about that one. Yeah. Um, going into, um, I know you're a Star Wars fan and the whole, I was going to say trilogy, but what do you call when it's nine episodes? Is there a word for that? I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, a nonogy. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that. Um, what is your take on the last um, Star Wars episodes, and um, which one is your favorite episode? Uh, I, I like the last three. I liked, uh, okay, so episode seven, which is Force Awakens, is yes. great. Uh, episode nine, which is Rise of Skywalker, uh, I enjoyed. J.J. Abrams was put into a bad spot because Ryan Johnson ruined everything in The Last Jedi. So the last episode felt like fan service, but I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I've dedicated 42 years of my life following along with the storyline, and I'm okay with that. And I thought he, he would, for what he had to work with, he wrapped it up pretty nicely. Yeah. So J.J. is uh, JJ's great. Yeah, I'm a fan of The Force Awakens too, but did um, you didn't think that The Force Awakens was a fan service film? Uh, I didn't care, uh, okay. considering that you're coming off the prequels, which were a disaster. I don't care that they just retold Luke's story with Rey. It didn't matter yeah. to me. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was great too, but I think what I like, I think a lot of people really disregard the prequels, and the prequels were pretty much... You know, besides, if you take away Jar Jar Binks and you take away all the other, like, BS politics they had in the movie, they had, you know, the evolution of the vehicles, they had the evolution of the droids, they had, you know, the talk of the midichlorians, which they never expanded upon. Like, there was stuff there in the prequels that, if you watch it, it's it, it's okay, but, like, with the new episodes that they had, it was just, I'm saying, don't get me wrong, I love The Force Awakens, I thought it was a great movie, and my, my you know, my inner 11-year-old child was happy, like, yes, yes, it's, it's back, but there was a lot of, um, you know, nothing was evolved, the ships were pretty much the same, it was just different colors, the X-Wing fighters were, it was, instead of, it, it was one, it, it was one engine, instead of, like, the four engines that they had, so it was pretty much, like, the same type of vehicles, you didn't feel that way when you saw it, or you were just loving it, it didn't matter? Hey, man. I just enjoyed it. I sat yeah. back. I enjoyed it. I, I, I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty solid. I thought Force Awakens gave me everything uh, that I I wanted, really. Oh, okay, okay, good, good, good. And are you a Star Trek fan yourself? You know, I mean, I. Oh, that's that's my phone going off for my next call. All right. Uh, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, I like Star Trek again. I thought JJ brought it back pretty decently, but Picard was terrible. Uh, the last series that they did. Yeah, I'm um, winding down, Jason, because I know you got to go. Um, what's next for you? What is next for Jason Agnew? Uh, 
just trying to keep my head above water and doing the late shift, and then we'll see what happens in the new normal. Yep. And my last question for you is, what would the Jason of today tell the Jason of yesterday? But the, as in, like, literally, me yesterday? No, yesterday when you was um, 19-year-old Jason. Oh, boy, I don't know. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> don't make snap judgments okay um jason thank you very much promote your social media promote everything you got going on in your life yeah man it's uh, at agnew jason on twitter and instagram and facebook.com slash jason agnew or jasonagnew.com and i post all my stuff up there so thank you efron all right thank you very much jason i appreciate the talk and i hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices have a good one folks <laughs>